0: everybody i'm maddie
1: and i'm austin
0: and we are will this be on the test
1: a podcast about the things you should have learned in school but didn't learn didn't learn fully or didn't learn correctly
0: whether it's ancient eccentrics forgotten heroes psychology the line between science and magic
1: will this be on the test has you covered class Class dismissed. dismissed
2: Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie. Hey, Bryant. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Super
3: fantastic. Thank you for asking.
2: Now, uh, if you're watching, you see two other squares here. If you're listening, I will explain. We have two guests on for, I think, one of the first times ever. Austin and Maddie from Will This Be On The Test. Hey, guys. How are you?
1: Great. How are you? (laughs) I'm great.
2: We're fantastic. Now, we've been planning this for a long time (laughs) to have you guys on. This darn global pandemic uh, didn't help at all. Yeah. But please um, introduce yourselves and uh, tell us about your show. Old listeners from our show will have heard you guys before um, when we ran your ads a a long time ago. So please, yeah, introduce yourselves for us.
0: Uh, Well, I'm Maddie. Uh, I've been married. Austin and I have been married for little over five years now. Yeah,
1: but... five years. Uh, one year longer when we had the cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and on our honeymoon, we hosted a fake podcast in our car to keep ourselves entertained. Decided we should do it for real. So we ended up with Will This Be On The Test, which is a podcast about the things we should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And I'm sometimes a former...
1: it's us going on just random pop culture rants. For a long Street.
0: time. Yeah. Uh, I'm a former teacher, Austin's a librarian. and one thing I always like to make clear is that at no point do we ever blame teachers for any of it because oh, teachers yeah. are doing the best they can with what they're given and what they're allowed to do. So yeah. it's us trying to fill in the gaps that as a former teacher, I know they would love to fill in but also would love to not get fired.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. I will say I'm mad at all my teachers for never telling me about the Byzantine Empire though. So I'm holding the <laughs> grudge there. Cause that's my yeah. my new thing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm mad for never learning about Pliny the Elder until now. Which <laughs> yeah. I'm hardcore Pliny stan. Like right. all the way. We recently it's...
0: learned that I never learned anything about Napoleon. And Austin oh, wow. finds that very funny.
2: <laughs> I bet you knew he's short. Or even though he wasn't that short, but yeah. he's
0: not short. Sure. Yeah, Wait, he, was, he was, was taller than me. Average height. The only thing I knew about him really was that he lost a battle against rabbits once, which is, I think, yeah. the most important thing to know about anybody. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's true. The rabbit warfare contingent is good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, we're not talking about Napoleon or rabbits on this show. Um, we're going to a topic. Kimmy and I, we haven't talked about a cryptid in a while, I wanna say. So it's nice to jump back onto it, and we've when we planned this like a a months and months ago, we wanted you guys wanted to talk about the squonk. Mm -hmm. The yes. So, what? Like, I don't even know where to begin. Cami, can you can you describe a squonk? Sure,
3: Uh, my story describes it. Do you want me to just read that?
2: I think that goes yeah. So we'll go (laughs) into the story, and then we'll have a little discussion afterwards.
3: Okay, great. Because you put me on the spot. Deep in the forest of Pennsylvania where the hawthorn tree darkens the extensive woods. With their thick canopy, there lives a solemn being, his wrinkly skin like that of a rhinoceros, but glistening wet, his nose like a pig and spindly legs, his eyes wide and full of sadness. It was many years ago when in the forest, a group of hikers heard a weeping that sounded like the saddest child, and they followed the noise, not knowing where the audible tears would lead them. Though they didn't exactly know what they would find when they found it, they had never imagined the sight before them. A pink figure, big and hairless, heaving violently, his tears. He was crying so heavily he appeared to be drowning in his own salty pool. Like Alice, trapped by the previous sorrow, he seemed to be crying now to be freed. The hikers emptied a large sack they had for their provisions and made a great effort to calm the beast while they lured him out of the pool with kind words and beckoning gestures. When he had crossed onto dry land, the hikers threw the sack over him and hurried to town where they could share the wonder of the creature. A large crowd gathered quickly to get a look at their find, children jumping up and down and standing on their toes to see over the people gathered. The hikers told the story of how they found this wonder and of his sad disposition, and just when the crowd was most enthralled, they threw open the sack, but there was nothing to behold. Only sticky water remained. His sadness dissolved into a bag of tears.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's the squam. And that's probably
0: one of the nicest things that's ever happened to him.
2: (laughs) 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 He's had a rough go of it. Yeah. That's Actually,
0: that's that's a really good description of him as an extra depressed Eeyore with just yeah. saggy skin. That's pretty
1: much what he looks like. I kind of yeah. thought of him as like an anti-Phoenix. <laughs> oh, sure. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah. Yeah, that's really good.
2: Very persistent, everlasting depression.
0: One of the debates Austin and I were having earlier today is whether or not the squonk dies when it dissolves. Um,
2: oh.
3: I don't know. I was I was kind of thinking that myself. Like I don't know there are other beings that they say can turn into water, but then do they reform later?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you said like there was that sticky water left behind. There's a story I'm going to tell in here where there were bubbles left behind which made me think of the actual little mermaid where she turns into sea foam at mm. the end and she's dead.
2: That's right. Yeah, so, we talked about that before too. That's yeah, so awesome. does
0: the squonk die when it dissolves or does it reform later because as we'll see that we do supposedly have some fossils so who knows
2: oh yeah well matt do you do you all want to take it away for the next story or next part
0: sure all right so if you ever look up squonk well the first thing that will come up is a vape brand and that will go for the first several pages unless you add the word cryptid or pennsylvania or something so add that extra word onto your keyword really tell google what you want Mm -hmm. but when you get to that the first thing you'll find is holy crud that is ugly everything starts with this creature is so ugly, which is just really, really mean, and I feel like we as a society should have grown past that by by this point, but yep. unfortunately, we have not gotten there yet, despite the fact that we've known about him since 1910, and we've known that his appearance is supposedly what makes him so sad. So the first, uh, the first account of him comes from 1910 in the book Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts, because they were really excellent at naming books.
2: Yeah. You know what you're getting. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And you can can find that whole book online. I still managed to get it from the library because I'm 3,000 years old myself and prefer to have paper books, which is weird since Uh, I write online for a living.
1: And she she made me find it which was a just a pain, because it was from 1910.
0: <laughs> but in that book, you can also learn about some of the other amazing creatures out there, like the Hodag and the Whirling Wimpus, which I need to dig into a little bit more myself. Yeah. And then he kind of disappears again until 1939, which is another book just called Fearsome Creatures, and it gives more details.
1: Yeah, uh, these books like really reminded me of like the Paul Bunyan tales that I used to hear as a kid, because my family is ridiculously Minnesotan. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's, like, the same, like, type of, like, tall tales about this fantastic creature that just defies belief, that you can just hear, like, lumberjacks just telling around a campfire because they're bored and have nothing else to do.
2: No, oh, no, I was, I love how Cammy in her story, too, like, the adventurers, the whoever they were, like, were like, oh, my God, we got to help it. We got to do something. This is so pathetic. Like, we got to get our supplies. <laughs> Quick, help him.
0: Yeah, and like I said, that's the only nice thing that ever happens to this poor guy. Um Although lumber does come back into it, what Austin was just saying. So I tried to find accounts from more recent, but Mm. I couldn't find anything. People still say they see it and they hear it, but they can't have pictures. They don't have videos. They don't even really have stories other than I heard some crying in the woods. I'm like, well, that was probably a lady in white or something. So you stay away from that. (laughs) Right. But what the history says is that they began their existence in the high plains and they lived on desert vegetation, but the lands became swampier and swampier. So they had to adapt. Fearsome Creature says, quote, of distinctly low mentality, it traveled constantly around the unaccustomed marshes in search of fodder. So we're like super mean to this thing, both about its appearance and its intelligence now.
2: You dummy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <it's> like, how <laughs> dare you food. look for food? What is right. wrong like, with
1: you? Trying to eat food? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason during this process, he develops webbed feet, but only on the left side. There's no explanation given for why this happens, but he would end up in the water and then he could only swim in circles, which uh, I can say there's a local petting zoo, which is actually where Austin and I got married. We got married at a petting zoo that had a duck with one leg and they can swim just fine. They just adapt. So come on guys, leave the squonk alone. And these are the fossils we supposedly have, is of thousands of squonks with left-legged, webbed feet that starved to death, not cried themselves to death. Now, could I find any pictures of these fossils? No. But Mm -hmm. supposedly they exist. I don't know why they didn't drown. That's the question. Maybe it's because they're already water? I don't know.
1: Yeah, sure. Which is why I think they definitely, definitely come back when they turn into water. Because if they didn't, they would have just gotten hangry, starving to death, and cried, and then just turned into water in these ponds. Yeah.
0: Well, that's maybe
3: where we got the ponds.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. Ooh.
0: That's true. Um, so time goes on, and the whole area becomes logging territory. Thanks, mm. Austin's people. So they have to keep moving, and they end up in Pennsylvania. And that is where the scientific part of his existence starts squonk or lacrimacorpus dissolvents
2: i love that i know
0: Uh, he hangs out in the hemlock forest in pennsylvania which i mean honestly having driven through pennsylvania a few times he's very lucky he he chose well it's beautiful
1: oh and this is not the um let's kill socrates hemlock this is like a pine tree hemlock it's a different thing
0: wait are you telling me that the squonk is not out to get socrates
1: i mean he might (laughs) have been this is thousands of years ago we don't know I mean, what are we even doing
0: here if we're not talking about the Battle of Squonk versus Socrates? That's
1: what he's
2: depressed about, yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: They are crepuscular, like cats, which means they are most active at dawn and at dusk. People like to say cats are—oh, goodness, Austin, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: Uh, Nocturnal.
0: Nocturnal. They like to say that, but that's mostly because we are not, and they like to annoy us at night because they think it's hilarious. Mm. But they are crepuscular, and it mostly just wants to be left alone— which I can relate to on a spiritual level. So all the sources say that he's sad all the time because of how ugly he is with his warty, mole-colored, covered skin that doesn't fit his body. Uh, Most of the pictures I found, he looks like that dog that is nothing but wrinkles, (laughs) but without fur.
2: Rolls and rolls, yeah.
0: And if you think about how much money people spend on those dogs, clearly there's a market for things that look like this. We need to really be boosting this guy's, you know, self-confidence. I right. Like
1: he's, he's due for a glow-up. 2020, could, 2021 could be his year. Mm-hmm. He's, got what uh, yeah. he's, he's got that,
2: like, intense ugliness that I think people like, though. Like, it's so ugly, it's cute.
1: Yes, but,
0: very much so.
2: Very much yeah. so. Yeah, so much so. yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Hopefully with a less terrifying skull. So people, of course, on top of calling him ugly all the time, though, like to go hunting for him. And they track him by following tears that are on the ground and listening for the crying sound that he constantly makes. Now, the best time to go hunting for him, or if you're like me, the best time to find him so you can, I don't know, bring him some like Reese's Pieces E.T. style, try to get him to come be your friend. Austin's never seen E.T., by the way.
1: I, I haven't.
0: So I don't I don't even know. Um, But you go on a moonlit night, especially when there's frost on the ground, because that's when the waters become really reflective. And so he likes to hide in the trees to avoid seeing his own face, because then he'll cry more and turn into water. Because apparently even his own reflection makes him cry. I know, this is so sad. sad. (laughs) But again, you know. I think he just more wants to be in these trees so that he can stay warm and he probably has like a little set of books in there and some hot chocolate. He's just living his life and we're the ones bothering him. But then when he gets cornered or scared or surprised by the people hunting, he just dissolves into tears. Hence the corpus dissolvins part of his name.
2: Right a very fancy so, way of saying that
0: <laughs> yes we were breaking it down trying to remember our you know high school science class latin earlier like mm. corpus. i think i'm like it means sad body dissolves i think
1: yeah.
0: um so i do also have a story of somebody who tried to put him in a bag austin do you want to take that one
1: sure i can take that so there was a uh, one person uh jp wentling who said he caught one near mount alto or sorry, mont alto he decided to mimic the sound of the squonk by making it feel so comfortable with him that it jumped right into his bag. So he was just like catfishing a squonk, I guess. He was like <laughs> hey, it's like squonk, come on, you can yeah. Do it. And just jump right in and like so maybe the sad creature thought it had made a friend, but that was not the case. And he realized he was being taken su- su- somewhere suddenly in this bag. Uh, he went silent and the bag got lighter and Wetlink opened it and revealed, revealed that there were only tears and bubbles left in the sack. So another squonk in a bag that got sad and went away.
0: Yeah, it goes back to my Little Mermaid thing. Is he mm-hmm. still alive? And then also, clearly, if there are tears and bubbles in the bag, not all of him fell out of the bag. So when mm-hmm. they reform, do they fully reform? Do parts of them go missing? Is that why they only have left we- left webs? I have so many questions. <laughs>
3: Like, when it when it reforms, it's, like, it used to all be webbed, but then it, when it reforms, it's only the one side. I, th-
0: I kind of wonder if that might be the case, because, you know, if you are going through, like, a sieve, only parts of you are going to come out, and if he keeps falling out of bags and stuff, or if he maybe keeps his, getting
1: spooked. His right webs must have evaporated. Maybe. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, despite, though, you know, we think of him as a relatively unknown cryptid, and... You know, I even lived on the East Coast for a while and nobody would know what I was talking about, I'm sure. And I mean, that's nothing new, considering I talk a lot about Bigfoot and ethically sourced skulls and all these super fun things that everybody's interested in. But the squonk has made some like pretty major appearances in pop culture and in actual science. Most notable is probably the Steely Dan song, Any Major Dude Will Tell You. Now, I'm not a Steely Dan person. I did listen to the song, and I've already forgotten the song, if that tells you how much of an impression it made <laughs> like, on me. I,
1: I might have listened to it today, even, and I still cannot even hum it.
0: <laughs> but everybody's like, that's the, num- that's the way anybody knows about the squonk, is this song any major dude will tell you. And the only reference to him in that song is, have you ever seen a squonk's tears? It's like, well, if you have, you've probably killed the the thing. Like,
2: come on, bro.
0: Don't encourage this
2: behavior. Right.
0: But then we have a Genesis song called Squonk. And it actually tells the whole J.P. Wintling story, how this jerk goes out into the woods, pretends to be his friend, puts him in the bag and probably kills him or takes away his webbed feet or whatever it is that happens when a squonk dissolves and reforms. And it basically says that squonks are just too pure for this world and we do not deserve them.
1: They just want to sit there and listen to their sad music and like be squonks, but right. no, we just have to bring Yeah, them... bright eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but if it wasn't for this squonk or for this song Squonk by Genesis, I'd argue, as Austin has done in a previous episode about things that seem totally unrelated, that if it wasn't for the squonk, we would not have this Genesis song. And if we didn't have this Genesis song, we would not have the Disney movie Tarzan. This is the first Genesis song that their drummer, Phil Collins, recorded as the lead vocalist.
2: Oh, yeah, I knew he was in there.
0: Yeah, and they told him, you know, we really like the way you did that song. Can you just do the whole album? And he said, no. (laughs) And they said, no, you're doing the whole album. And he was like, absolutely not. And then he ended up doing the whole album. And, you know, many years later, we learned that Tarzan just really wants us all to be in his heart
1: which, yeah. now and forevermore <laughs> that's a major blockage he really needs to get that <laughs>
0: yeah so if it wasn't for the squonk we would not have the tarzan disney movie which austin and i don't agree on the quality of but i think the main reason i like it is because there was an in sync cover of one of the songs and sync is better than backstreet boys and always has been and always will be so uh, he also showed up in Final Fantasy Fourteen and I, saw-
2: I thought that was amazing. I love how the Swank is appearing an English band and then now a Japanese video game maker mm-hmm. is including him or other game.
0: Yeah, although he looks more like a cute little owl almost, kind of like somewhere between an owl and an owlbear, if you're, you know, Dungeons and Dragons player, but kind of cute. So Final Fantasy XIV is not to be believed in its descriptions of cryptids, I feel like. And he's also made appearances in uh, plays. There's a whole play written about him down in Florida. He's got this, like, little... He's in the back of a lot of people's brains. I feel like a lot of us in some way can relate to the squonk, at least at different parts of our lives. So, you know, he will always be in my heart, like Phil Collins wrote. (laughs) (laughs) But there's also the scientific version of the squonk, which I'm going to let Austin try to explain because he took more science classes than I did. I
1: I did. (laughs) And I looked at the abstract of it and it was a lot... But there's a chemical squonk, which is – it's basically a acid that is stable while it's in a solution. But if you take it out of the solution, it kind of self-catalyzes and just dissolves itself. There's also, like, several that people have claimed they've found that have been debunked, so it might not even be real. It oh, was, was, so, so it's a, a name
2: of, for a process, but the process may not exactly be mm-hmm. yeah, as it seems. If it's I understood it, it's the name
0: – It's the name of the actual acid, but people debate whether or not it exists, because if you can't isolate it, how do you know it's there? That's cool. Oh. So there are scientific things that are for it and scientific things that are against it. Yeah but i prefer to think it's there and that you know brings it back to my idea that if we just gave a squonk like a chemical squonk a stable environment in which it could grow and thrive it wouldn't feel so isolated and might stop dissolving into itself right, and yeah. perhaps grow into the beautiful creature we all truly know it to be
2: <laughs> that's great <laughs> i i went to like when i when i was going to do my like my read up on it there's a cryptids, with a Z, .fandom.com. It's just Mm -hmm. one of those great little, like, fan cryptid sites. And sometimes where you get the best stuff. And, of course, I mean, it it includes everything that we've talked about, for sure. But I love the, the, like, user comments on it (laughs) were really great, especially because nine times out of ten, it's someone going, this is my spirit animal, Um, (laughs) or I relate to this creature. Uh or, <laughs> this one person just love this sad, sad thing. What a creature, what a horrid little thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just I don't know if if someone's familiar with it, if someone actually uh just a week ago or, or days ago commented that they've heard of it being called a bugunk, huh. which I yeah, I hadn't even like seen that before today. So I don't know if, if has anyone's heard of that, but it seems like that's another native thing to Pennsylvania too. So I also noticed uh, and I wanted to kind of confirm wild boars are a thing in Pennsylvania. So I'm imagining this kind of goes 1800s dude getting attacked by a wild boar and that's about it. That's that's kind and of And he would,
3: cried and he didn't want to tell anyone he <laughs> cried. Yeah. Why
2: are you so wet, Phil? I, there was a, it was like a pig and it got salt tears on me when it got like, salt. I was it was crying. It was a Yeah. Shark. But yeah, he was he was squonking. That's what, it, That's what it, you know, it's almost like a squeal, like, you know, squonk. There's it does
0: kind of look like a wild boar now that I think about it. That yeah, makes a lot of sense.
2: A lot of the image, and if you look at the book, The Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, I think that was the uh-huh. first one. It has like a little image with it, and it has the gait, like the movement of a, a pig. For sure just with like really strong back legs to (laughs) run so it could cry um yeah and you can kind of see the webbing too the other the, the one from like 39 has the webbed feet very clearly it looks more gremlin like in the the later one but the older one it definitely looks like a wild boar and i would imagine back then those would especially be a problem When you're trotting around the woods, so I, I, but I I guess that it gets. There are some marshy areas there, and who knows what Mm -hmm. happens, you know? Yeah, and the the more
0: and more recent you seem to get with the artwork, the more and more it looks kind of like the Pokemon Grimer.
2: Oh sure, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just (laughs) constantly melting onto itself. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to hug Grimer though. I kind of want to hug this guy. And I'm also I'm really surprised there is not some kind of children's book about the squonk yet. I feel like this would be a great topic for a children's book. So you um, sure. need to get our intern, one of our cats, to write that down for me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, that would. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of lessons that you can pull from that one. There, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Very cool. Well, guys, is I, I I think I've kind of covered what I had. Is that Is there anything else big on the squonk that y'all have to share with us?
0: You know, there really isn't. There, sure. the squonk hasn't had any real sightings that to speak of since probably the late 30s, early 40s. I think it's because though nobody wants to admit that they're out trying to make a little creature cry. But Austin and I, you know, every time we go on vacation somewhere, we try to find a weird thing to do, like a cryptid or a ghost hunt or something. So we might might need to try to figure out where the squonk is for if we ever go to Pennsylvania and go out and bring its E.T. Reese's Pieces with us and see if we can find one and make it our friend because yeah. that's that's all we really want at this point after We're, reading like,
1: about him. Play him that Phil Collins song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. No, we don't, we don't want to get no. it it's sad because that is such a sad song. It's so <laughs> emotional. No, we'll play the we'll play
0: the one from Tarzan Austin so and it'll be okay. okay. We'll we'll right. let him know where he we'll that he is know. in our heart yeah. no matter what.
2: I I I meant to mention too from the Final Fantasy thing it has its own like bestiary description and i like it says the mischievous critters with wild staring eyes who seem to be in a constant state of agitation and i like that because all the other descriptors are so personified it's so human-like like it's so aware of itself and i just it, it's it's very cryptidy because of how ghoulish and ghost-like it is how it disappears and then how it's so human too with the emotion and and its empathy for itself i find really weird so i like the final fantasy thing because it's just like this cr- kind of agitated little thing so it still plays into its the, you know what we know of it being jittery and kind of like bouncy, but not like a family member who's going through a hard time like I don't I can't relate to it on that level
0: yeah, that that's one of the things that I kept realizing is you know we're putting onto it the idea that it's sad because of how it looks. well, absolutely. We, first of all, don't know what level of consciousness it has. Like, I had a cat that kept trying to look behind a mirror to see where the other cat was once. So (laughs) who knows? Like, if this guy's looking in the water, maybe he's sad because the other squonk won't come play with him. (laughs) Yeah. And so we're putting onto it, you know, how we would feel if maybe if we looked like that instead of... Maybe he's just sad because we won't stop chasing him and yeah. he wants to be left alone in his trees.
2: The the hunters from Cami's story, like, see, and they're like, oh, it's so ugly and it's crying. It must be crying because, <laughs> because it's, it's so ugly. ugly. Get some chocolate out of your bag quick. <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? I'm just, yeah, just you're dissolving in emotions. peace. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, it's very human. And I feel like only human to be sad about your own appearance.
2: Right. Yeah. Like
0: I can't think of another creature, even ones that are known to kind of be able to recognize themselves. Like I think dolphins can recognize themselves. I don't think I've ever read about one that looks in the mirror and then gets sad about what it sees. Right. So I do feel like
1: we're I do have a story. Mm.
3: <laughs> My father's dog, he used to tease her about having freckles on her nose and Okay, just read into this what you will. But she would run to this mirror that we had that was like her height, like it you could it was like a stand-up mirror, she could she could see herself. She would run into the mirror and look at herself and then cover her nose. Now he had gone through kind of explaining as you would to a dog what freckles are on their nose, because he would always like grab her nose when he said it. Oh wow. So I mean, I don't know, maybe she was a squonk though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: You just need a b- water bottle for the cremation. That's all you need. Know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is. I wonder if there's like tourist traps in Pennsylvania that sell like jars of squonk tears. Because, Let's do yeah, it. There's got there's there's a market for it. Like Although the new... there's
0: that also comes in the question: Do squonks become chemical squonks when they dissolve? Ooh. If we were to dissolve them into water or another stable solution, would they just become a squonk immediately again?
2: Yeah, always a squonk, either scientific or cryptid. All
0: right, so one of us needs to go get a science (laughs) degree and have this be our focus.
2: Yeah, not it.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, not it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So why are you here in grad school trying to push this thesis? Yeah, yeah. Well. Let me tell you about the squonk.
0: Well, actually, you can. And I'm going to probably talk about this in an upcoming episode. If you major in psychology or a couple of other topics in certain colleges, you can have your focus be parapsychology and actually sure. have that be your thesis or your dissertation. Like and, Dr. B? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can go to school and this is a real specialty you can have. And I'm like, well, I made the wrong choice, didn't I? Going off <laughs> and becoming a teacher something that was sensible. <laughs> But, you know, when I win the lottery, I'll go back to school to become a parapsychologist. Yeah. It's
3: really sad <laughs> yeah, so that you would have to win the lottery to. to do that in this country. But I, You yes. know, in
2: Finland, you can, you can study the squonk, and it's at the state's expense. They're doing mm-hmm. it right now.
1: I feel like Finland would accept the squonk as it yeah, was. Yeah. They've got tons of squonk
2: scholars right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember back when I was, you know, 18 and looking for colleges – I found a college, and I'm sure it's gone now. And I believe it was in Scotland that where you could actually study cryptozoology. And I'm oh, like, that's I cool. again, like, I, I was a theater major in undergrad. And I'm like, I could have made more money as a cryptozoologist yeah. if the Travel Channel tells us anything, right?
2: <laughs> well, with the amount of ads I get on the sites that talk about the squonk, I'm sure that there's some money involved. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's for sure. Excellent. Well, I think that about wraps up our discussion today. Uh, unless there's anything else you guys wanted to add about the squonk. And it's a sad, sad life?
0: Um, Well, if you hear something weeping in the woods and you're not in an area that is known for having, you know, the weeping women, the women in white, if you're not, you know, in one of the various triangles of paranormal things, do go check on it. Make sure there's not a child or something that's lost. But also, if it's a squonk, just back away slowly and tell it how pretty it is. Yeah. Let it live.
2: Let it be. So I love do
3: this. you want to give another
1: shout out to your podcast?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what the, the show is called and when, when do you guys pop new episodes out?
1: Uh, we are, uh, will this be on the test? Uh, we usually have new episodes come out on Tuesdays and uh, it's like, yeah, you can find us uh, on Twitter at on the test pod. And we have our website on the test And it's, the We're on Facebook, uh, Facebook oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> slash on the test pod and Instagram at on the test pod. Our logo, because there are a couple of podcasts that have similar names, is a statue doing a facepalm.
2: <laughs> like this, right? Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. just Yeah, I love it. It's really nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'll have the your links in the show notes here. Um, please check them out. Austin and Maddie, this show's great. Thank you guys for coming on here to talk about the You're... squonk.
1: You're welcome. thanks for this having us a lot of fun yeah.
2: yeah absolutely well i'm cammy of course thanks for your story that was a great uh segue into this horrible wonderful story um, yes
3: thank you all for being here yeah
2: <laughs> great well everyone uh as always let us know what you think let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover do you do you know a swank do you relate to the swank on a spiritual level like many other people do on the cryptids with a z.phandom.com. Let us know in the comments. But otherwise, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Ooh. Oh, oh, wow.